Welcome back to Get Fitty With It, Get Fitty With It, Get Fitty With Us, because we're 51. I did not see that coming. <laughs> Hi, guys. I'm Mary. I'm your co-host. I don't know how to follow that. <laughs> and I'm Holly Stark, your other co-host. And yeah. you're obviously at Get Fitty With It. <laughs> yeah. 51 episodes. This is number 51. How exciting. And- we have an amazing guest today. Her name is Mel Dolan, which we're going to get into Mel in a second, but let's do a quick recap on our weeks. So how was your last week, Mary? Yes. So this past week has been good. It's been stressful with work and getting certain things done and like wedding stuff um, completed. So, and like John went on his bachelor party this weekend. So like getting prepared for that and like he had a friend in on Thursday. So it just like kind of like put a wrench into like my life a little bit. Um, So I was, I had said this to you previously, but my eating, I tried to stay with like a breakfast and like my green juice, like I had green juice every single day, like my breakfast were more celestial. And then like I did incorporate like meat back in to my mm-hmm. diet and things like that. And I did find that I was a little bit more bloated and I don't know if it's the, um, like the bread, the di- like the dairy or the meat, cause I kind of added sure. them all back <laughs> at the same time. Yeah. But I do find that like, I think I might have to start eating gluten free just because I think that that might be what gives me more inflammatory things because I really didn't have too much dairy. I had like very minimal dairy and I had more like bread things. So anyway, so like, that's a little bit about like, what I'm taking out, but eating wise, I was good, but not great because I would like not eat when I was stressed. So like I would miss meals and things like that. Um, I'm doing a running program. I talked about this last time, like briefly, and I'm on week three as of this coming week. So I just finished week two and I'm loving it. That's amazing. And I can't, I'm absolutely loving it. Are you doing this outside or inside? I'm doing it inside, um, on a treadmill, but I am going to start taking the exercises outside. It's just been so muggy and like hot. So I either need to get up a lot earlier, which is like a common theme for me saying that, but (laughs) like I either have to get up earlier to go do it or I don't know, but yeah, I've been loving it. I it's called, you can run. And it's like, I mean, if you, if anybody does Peloton listening, like any part of Peloton, they're just so inspiring and like, they're so encouraging and they'll be like, talking you through the whole thing. So it's just like a really good program. I feel like to start getting me into doing that. Um, but yeah, my week was pretty good overall. I would say it was like a B week, possibly like hindering, like a B minus maybe. What's up, Holly? Um, <laughs> for this, you can run program. Cause I looked at it on Peloton and I saw like treadmill. So is, I know you said you've been doing it inside now. Is it something that you feel like people could take outside? Yeah. So I'm actually doing it with my friend, Nikki and she's doing it outside. So she's off, she's a teacher. So she's like, while I can be outside, like I'm going to do this outside. So it'll be like run, um, for like two minutes. So really you just need to like, they'll talk to you. So you can't like see them, but it'll just be like, pick up your pace two minutes. And so you kind of just have to guess, like if you'd be at like a three or four or five or whatever on the treadmill, but they'll tell you like what you're like, like you should be breathing heavier or like you should should be be at a conversational pace, like that kind of stuff. So you can definitely take it outside for sure. And it's 20 minute run, run walks. Um, so like, it'll be on, like, you'll do an eight minute warm up of like just walking and then like 
stretching, things like that. And then you'll like run for two minutes and then you'll walk and then you'll like run for another two minutes. So it's kind of just like intervals of it. Okay. And yeah, I think it's really helpful and I'm going to start taking it outside because you definitely can. I've just been doing it on the treadmill just because I can right now. So right. yeah. Something I'd yeah. like to keep into. Yeah, it's One really good. Hot this week. <laughs> and it's like not a ton of running. So it's not like you're running like consistently, but that's sure. what they're working you up to is to mm -hmm. consistently run for 30 minutes. So, okay. and I've never been able to do that. So yeah. here's hoping, <laughs> like but how was your week, Holly? My week was all right. It was like, it was stressful as well with work. Um, and I felt like I had some of the same issues of not eating as much and things like that. Um, and I feel like I've been snacking some more, which I know I said the previous week, but um, getting better at it. I've just, I've just been feeling into my food and I know it, it, it's mm -hmm. just so weird because I like, can identify it now? I'm like, I'm definitely just boredom eating, which is like something yeah. I didn't really identify before, but I'm like, am I okay with boredom eating right now? And sometimes I'm like, yeah. And so it's just yeah. like weird having that conversation because it's never something I've had with myself before, but mm -hmm. um other than that, I, I've had some interesting breakthroughs um, in the last day or two, honestly. So I, and Mary, you may have remembered this. Um, I've, I had my gallbladder out years ago mm -hmm. and I started then having pains. And it was when we worked together at the bank that I used to get really yeah. bad pains. And when I had my gallbladder removed, it's something about how the acid pools in my stomach, like it doesn't release like it should. And mm -hmm. for honestly, probably about a year now, off and on, especially during the work week when I have like more anxiety, I throw yeah. up a lot in the morning. And lately it's been Monday through Friday. I'm throwing up every day. And listen, oh, guys, I'm not pregnant because it's been like a year. <laughs> I remember that was happening when you worked with me too. Like yeah. right at the end, the tail yeah. end there. And so I've been thinking about it. And at first I was like, wow, my, it must be just my anxiety. But I was thinking about it recently because when I was on the celestial diet with having the green juices in the morning and having celery, especially it's so acidic with the apple and stuff mm -hmm. like that, that it was happening a lot more. I noticed when I was on the celestial diet. So I realized that I think I'm ha having too much acid in the morning mm -hmm. um, with having this issue already in my stomach. And so I think it's a mix of that and then my anxiety and I realized, well, this is probably really fucking up my teeth because that's terrible for you when you're constantly throwing up. Yeah, obviously. And so tomorrow, cause on the weekends, I don't feel it as much because I'm obviously not as anxious, but yeah. tomorrow I'm going to try having a cup of tea instead, um, instead of coffee, which mm -hmm. I've cut my coffee during the week. I have like five sips of coffee. Honestly, I don't drink that much during the week anymore. Yeah. Like, I'm like different person than I was like a couple of years ago with coffee. <laughs> I feel like same. Like, I feel like I don't drink as much. Yeah. I'm like, nearly it's like I struggle to even have like my one and a half cups. I feel like, mm -hmm. um, but so I'm going to try that out and hope that helps at least a little bit because I feel like one, it's just going to make me happier in the morning, but two, yeah. like, I know it's just going to be so much, so much more beneficial for like my dental health and things like that. But that's something I'm excited to try out, but, um, I also had another breakthrough that I just wanted to quickly talk about, um, which you guys are going to hear in the episode. Cause something Mel said when we were recording with her yesterday, and I can't, I think it was when we were talking maybe about Kundalini or something like that, but she was saying how with Kundalini, when you do your sadhana, you wake up very early in the morning, usually before daylight, typically four, four 30 in the morning. Mm -hmm. And she was saying, you know, a lot of people are, you know, oh, I'm tired or, you know, I X, Y, Z, the excuses basically. And she had said mm -hmm. something in the episode that's like, 
you know, well, you can always have an excuse, but like, how are you going to change anything? And that really hit me. And it, like, as I processed it yesterday, I feel like it, like uh, it sunk in more and more. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I keep saying things like, well, I want to do this in the morning instead of scrolling, or I need to be better at flossing my teeth or doing my skincare. But then I look at mm-hmm. my daily tracker and it's like half the month is not even having either of those things. And yeah. I really, it really hit me. Like if I don't start implementing any of these things, how am I ever going to expect myself to change? And like, I know that's such a simple concept, but when she said it yesterday, it like really just like, yeah, hello, just, yeah, just do it. Just I do 110% it. agree with that because I feel like it's so easy to say like, I'm going to do this or like, I want to do this. And then you don't do it. Like mm-hmm. how many months did I say that I was going to start running and then I didn't do it. Like, I feel like that has really been like something that I've thought of. And then she just like said it yesterday and it like resonated so much because I'm like, yeah, I do that with like everything. Like even with the celestial diet, like I said, I was going to do it. And then you were like, oh, there's a discount code. Like you should definitely do it. And you like sent it to me. But like, before you sent that to me, I was like already giving up on myself and being like, I'm not going to do that. Like I changed my mind. Mm -hmm. And like, it's something that's helped me so much already, like going into like my eating habits and things like that. Like, I, I feel like we so often put things off because we're so worried that we're like going to fail or like not continue doing it. And so it's like, you just continue to like make excuses for yourself. I think scared of a change too. Like how much yeah. better can I, am I maybe going to be? Yeah. We don't yeah, know. I completely agree. And it's just like, I think that now we have so many like amazing people like Mel coming onto the podcast who can get, and that's what I love about our podcast is like, we have so many new like perspectives and like, even if it's things that like you kind of know, just that reassurance of someone else saying it and the way that they've built their life. And then you see it, like how they're living and you're like, Oh, like I could change that about myself too. And like, right. you know, become like the, the better person that I'm supposed to be, mm-hmm. you know, and we can always be bettering ourselves. So I love that you said that. Yeah. So that's, um, you know, it was like an all right week, but I feel like as I've kind of come into the weekend, I've had some really good shifts that I feel I'm hoping are going to really just offset and shift how, how my following weeks are going to go. <laughs> yeah, no, I love that. And I want to put out one more thing because we were just talking about it before we started and then we can get into what, who's on our podcast, which we kind of already touched on. Um, so I have been looking into therapy, which I know we've said a lot on this and going with that whole, like making excuses. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like I've been pushing it off and pushing it off because I like there's breakthroughs that I'm sure are going to happen that maybe I'm just afraid of touching upon or things mm-hmm. that like, I know that I'm going to have to change about myself. And so I've kind of just been like putting that to the back burner because I'm like, maybe I don't want to change right now. Right. But I started looking into therapy and I know Holly said that she's starting to look into therapy and like what goes with our insurance and things like that. So we are doing it. And I think that that's huge because it is, you know, the seventh month and we've been saying it since like December. So like, I'm very proud of us for actually making these changes. Cause I think these are huge for us. You know what I mean? Definitely. Yeah. It's like kind of that mental health step to the next level. I feel like, Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm proud of us. I'm excited. I know we're Mm -hmm. both kind of looking at therapy in different directions at the moment, but I'm excited Mm -hmm. just to see like how it can help us. And also just like getting to kind of go through that exploration period of like, finding your therapist because obviously you can try someone out it might not be the right person for you and it oh, might yeah. take a few people to find kind of your right person you know I've listened to a lot yeah. of people 
talk about therapy and finding their therapist and stuff like that. And so I know it's not like I get matched with, you know, Joe Schmo and I know it's going to be the perfect person. Like I know it could be not the perfect, 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 <laughs> yeah. the perfect person. And so I'm also kind of excited for that and, and getting yeah. to know who I'm excited and I'm nervous and I'm like, a little anxious about it yeah. but like I'm, I think it's going to be really good because I know so many people talk about like going to therapy and how beneficial it's been in their life so I'm excited to do that yeah me too um but let's get into our juicy juicy guest Miss Mel yes. um so as you guys hear in the episode I found Mel a couple of years back through Elevate the Globe which we talk about in the episode and um I think I've mentioned them briefly in episodes before maybe, but Mary had pointed out that she wasn't sure who they were. <laughs> and so it made me think, wow, people probably don't know either. So Elevate the Globe is uh, two women. They're from California, Brit and Tara, um, and they run a, a conscious company all about Kundalini and vegan living and sustainability and things of that nature. So um, I had found them obviously through Kundalini Yoga. That's kind of who introduced me to Kundalini. And then that's how I obviously then found Mel because she then started working for them. Um, but Mel is just so calming and mm -hmm. sensual, I feel like are the best words, like the way she speaks and just watching her as, as she was speaking yesterday and how she would just like take a deep breath with each question. And she kept, like, she talks about it, kept touching her arms and like feeling into her heart and things like that. Like, mm -hmm. It's just like everything we asked her, she was like just really feeling into her body and then answering from that space, which is something that yeah. I know I want to work on so much more because I so mm -hmm. often just open my mouth um, and let whatever come out, <laughs> which can be good yeah. and bad. But I mean, same. Um, <laughs> um, I just I loved how she just showed up, I feel like in the episode. And um, yeah, we just we talked about so much, so much. <laughs> Yeah. I think that like, it put me in like a meditative or like a trance, like when she was talking, mm -hmm. because I feel like she just spoke so well. And I said this before we started, like she just speaks so well. And even when her train like derails to a different, like on topic, but a different topic about that, she just speaks into it. And like, you wouldn't even be able to tell that like anything like changed. Like she's right. just so like, I don't know. It's, it's, it's so interesting and the way that her mind works and how she changes topics within the topic and it just flows so well mm -hmm. that it's like me like like my brain is like just trying to keep up with what she's saying and like take it all in because and we would say it after some of the questions like we need to unpack all that because there was just so much yeah. that she said but like she wasn't like like how I am right now or it's just like rambling things off like she was right. like speaking it so it was like a lot of information but like spoken so well it was like listening to like someone giving a speech or something you know what I mean right like the yeah. way that she spoke it was so nice yeah and I feel like we touch on so many topics in this episode that we haven't really touched on on the podcast mm -hmm. or have just very briefly touched on on the podcast so I'm excited for you guys to learn more about kundalini which is so special to me and 
um, you know, more about just like different energies and tapping, tapping into your sexuality and sensuality. Mm -hmm. and, and like we say at the end, like I wanted to go even deeper with so many of these questions, but there was so much that I wanted to talk to her about. We kind of stayed, I don't want to say surface level because she definitely gave us some really good explanations of things, but, you know, I would say more towards surface level, I guess you could mm -hmm. say. So, um, you know, hopefully just scratching the surface. Yes. There we go. Yeah. There we go. And so hopefully, you know, if you guys are enjoying this conversation, let us know, because I, we told her at the end, like, this is something we would love to have her back mm -hmm. on and go much deeper and especially like the period stuff, the sexual health, um, and, and that kind of feminine and masculine energy, I think is kind of the most fascinating pieces that stood out to me that I would love to have deeper conversations on. Yeah, I agree. Um, but with that being said, let's go ahead and dive into the episode and we will see you guys on the other side. Welcome back to Get Fitty With It. We are here with the amazing Mel Dolan. Mel, can we just, one, say thank you for being here. Um, as I shared with you before we had started, I actually found you through Elevate the Globe, who I'm sure I've talked about at this point at, in some episodes. They are the ones that really introduced me to Kundalini and honestly were part of my kind of awakening, like into my deeper spirituality. Um, so forever grateful for Brit and Tara, but that's how I found you a couple of years ago and have been secretly following you <laughs> without ever really reaching out um, until now. So can you just share a little bit about who you are and what you're doing in this world to start us off? Yes. And thank you so much for having me on. And I just, I loved hearing that because it reminded me how much Kundalini was an important part of my journey. And one of the first things that really helped me to just dive into my truth and discover my soul mission and soul purpose. And it's been such a beautiful evolution and 528 Academy was such a big part of that. So I'm forever grateful to Britt and Tara also. <laughs> um, so a little bit more about me. So, um, Mm, where to begin, right? Like what, <laughs> this is such a loaded question, but Take it wherever you I, want. I feel it's relevant to start with kind of out of college. I, um, you know, I went into it wanting to do, I went into university wanting to do psychology because I was fascinated with why people are the way they are. Uh, but I had so much scarcity mindset from growing up in poverty and really feeling like I had this vision, this mold that I could fit into of like being this badass um, corporate warrior. <laughs> I probably wouldn't have used those words. <laughs> but uh, I, I knew I wanted to make a lot of money, like basically. And but it wasn't for the the divine relationship I have to money now it was because of out of scarcity mm -hmm. so I went into finance and I was a consultant I was like get me to the big city like I would <laughs> New York and had all had all the things you know the apartment the cute boyfriend the good job <laughs> like climbing up the corporate ladder and wanting to be the best like just move to the top mm -hmm. in that way and and it was a lot of short wins um, that looked amazing on the outside and some of it was really beautiful and fun and and on the inside I was not doing well I was not connected to my truth you know I actually looked back at photos the other day and I was like 
I love that girl, but she is like, I can feel how, how there was just so much missing inside. Yeah. And so uh, I actually, I lost my father one year into consulting as a, as a consultant. And this in a way was my spiritual awakening, but it didn't quite happen right away because actually what happened right away was let's get, uh, let's just be the best consultant I can be because I was not able yet to process such a loss. And so I went full in on this, this consulting role and, and worked away. And then my physical health started diminishing. My anxiety started diminishing. I was like relying a lot on prescription and over-the-counter drugs uh, just to like kind of get by mm -hmm. and to like show up at the office with a smile on my face. And, and you know, it turned into panic attacks and like sleepless nights. And I just said, what am I doing? This is not a way to live. And so I started moving, I, I started, creating space for what I called like soul searching weekends where <laughs> I would uh, not really tell any of my friends I was in town and just like go to the library in New York City and like find the self-help books and just grab one and, and just read it or take quizzes, personality quizzes. I was like just trying to find myself. Yeah. And that's also, you know, I found Kundalini as part of my journey. I went to a class uh, in, in LA on one of my work trips and something really started opening up for me. I started practicing this, you know, I've been practicing yoga for years and years. And that was my, you know, sanctuary kind of place within myself. But Kundalini was really what started helping me see like, this other world, this like realization that we are multidimensional. And I started just really, you know, accessing my truth, my desires, my true desires, mm -hmm. not the, the ego desires that like wanted the fancy apartment, yeah. but really like what is fulfilling in my heart. And so I really just went on this journey all in like weekends. I would do Reiki energy healing trainings, discovering my gifts. I'd be talking to psychics and astrologers and um, I did a nutrition train, like integrative nutrition training. And I could tell I was starting to discover mm -hmm. this wasn't the way that I had to live as a, as a consultant, um, which, you know, is a beautiful path for some people, but my heart was yearning for something more. My soul was yearning for something more. And um, so, I decided to take, you know, some time off of work, three month sabbatical. And I did a yoga training, an immersive month long yoga training, and really just got to dive in to all of these things, like whatever my heart was calling, whatever direction my heart was calling, my soul was guiding me. I just, Kundalini gave me this energy and this willpower to say yes. Well, I always want to be careful, like, I don't think anything is externally giving us anything, but it helps us access this uh -huh. truth and confidence within us and this clarity. You know, I, I really like the, the question, is it, um, well, the saying like it's either easy or wrong and all of these things like, you know, taking 
three months off of work as a, as a like type A performer, like that is so stressful to ask time off of work. Like it's yeah. not easy, but it is because right. you're like, this is the, this is what I need to do. Mm-hmm. And so in that time, I really got to like, what a gift to be able to give ourselves that space to really find like, what, what are we here to do? What, you know, what is the point of being here? Yeah. And I was asking myself these questions and discovering them one at a time. So um, pretty quickly, you know, I went back to work for a little bit. I was faced with, do I get promoted or do I quit? And really had to dig deep and, and work with my tools. And that was when I decided to quit. And I actually booked a solo trip to Tulum where I'm living now, Tulum, Mexico, I'm this magical, mystical vortex that helped me see even more of my truth that, yeah, I am going to live abroad. I'm going to, you know, end a relationship that I was living with my, you know, ex-partner for years. I was with him for four and a half years and that was not easy because, you know, there was love, but I had to really follow what my my soul knew that I was just you know this grid worker like meant to be uh, working the grid in, in different areas of the world and and to discover these different lineages and and modalities and just oh like this world is so incredible and I just felt there was so much more to see and do and experience so I I said you know yes to all of that and lived moved abroad Portugal first um lived in Morocco and Bali and in that time I that's when I worked with Brit and Tara at Elevate the Globe and and really dove into astrology and kundalini that's really how I was serving and hosting you know managing uh, the community in there mm-hmm. and and what I loved about it was just connecting with so many people on this spiritual journey. And that's when I discovered a lot of my gifts because people would ask questions and I I wouldn't know where the answers came from, but it was just this connection to spirit. I became a channel, a vessel for this divinity to come through. And, And when you're so trusting in that, like the journey does just evolve. So it definitely continued to evolve and alongside uh, working in that space, I was also coaching one-on-one, which started with more of the nutrition topic and hormone topic, because I had a lot of my own hormonal imbalances that I, mm-hmm. that I felt. So I've always been really passionate about that. Uh, but it definitely continued to evolve when I got into the divine feminine work and and tantric healing and when I got into that space it was just it was like I found a missing key that unlocked so much of my my own superpowers and I just again easy or uh, it's either easy or wrong I mean, it was just, it became so easy. Courses on this, these divine feminine tantric teachings were just pouring through me. So that is where we get to what I do now. I am a pleasure coach and pleasure is much more expansive than sometimes we think. And at least in the sense that I mean, I, 
that is the, the feminine desire. And it's actually our superpower to tap into our pleasure. And it, it helps us access like our deepest wisdom, our deepest truth. And it gets us into the body. For a lot of time, for a lot of my journey, I was really in the, the like, ethereal mm -hmm. uh, spiritual kind of component of like really connecting to the ethers and and this this the spirit consciousness and the feminine spirituality is really in the body being really in the body so that's really what this tantric work got, helped me to to access and so then when there's harmony between the divine feminine and the divine masculine within us like we can we just Oh, like it's just this magic within us and that's really what my intention is to help others access their own magic to live this ecstatic and blissful life guided by their truth guided by their yeah their own truth this is such a multi-dimensional reality so uh you know there's no one size fits all and when we are really living in our truth it's we're infinite. I have so much so, from that. That was like a I know. And I, <laughs> I am a Pisces sun, uh, Libra moon and rising. So, uh, trying to get conciseness from me, <laughs> oh, Libra. I get it. <laughs> Very difficult, but, um, yeah, I do this. So I do this through, through group, my group program reclamation, uh, and, one-on-one -on -one coaching and I host retreats. So that's what I do now. And it's been such a journey. I love it. I was gonna say, I feel like just the way you spoke about coming into more of that feminine energy, like I could, I could see like your, your, your energy shift, even as you still speak about that time. Um, I was going to say the same thing, like, just so like cool. hearing you talk about like being a consultant and things like that, you could just see like the misery and like the like anguish and things like that. And now that you're talking about what you do now, like literally, like, I wish people could see you talking because you just see that love for it and that passion. And like Holly said, there was a definite shift in like energy while you were talking. There totally is. And that was like the fun thing I did with looking back at pictures. I was like, you know, like I see that she has some joy there and some drive and some motivation, but there's also like a lifelessness. It was like a little grayness. Like even my eyes looked like dark and sunken back. And, and now it is, it's just like, ugh, that's what happens when we get in touch with our true essence. Definitely. I feel like even me and Mary have talked about so a little background on us. So both of her and I have went through huge fitness journeys. Um, and when we were younger, you know, early twenties, we both were at like our thinnest points and things like that. But now looking back, you know, now that we're on kind of this different type of fitness journey, mm -hmm. still fitness, but like really loving our bodies with it. We like, we both talk about looking back at those pictures and sure we, maybe we looked the best we ever did, but we were so miserable. And like, mm -hmm. you know, it's like both of us like rarely did things at that point. Cause we were so obsessed with the food that we were putting into our body. And did we work out enough and all of that sort of stuff. So it's like, I can, and I know Mary can totally relate to that. Mm -hmm. Looking back at like that old version of me, like, I love you, but gosh, there's so much more for you. <laughs> like, yeah. <just> wait. <laughs> Yeah. And there's so much healing we can do in that. 
that's like that's quantum healing to be able to love that version of us too and also Mm -hmm. give her what she needed like even just somebody to tell her like you are amazing and like you can have some more grace with yourself and and just I actually I taught a, a kundalini class here yesterday and one of the women in the class started laughing in the middle of a of a kriya and it was I love that because you just know she's having a process and so at the end we talked and she was like yeah I started laughing because I just got this download this message that was like the the best is yet to come so (laughs) we are saying this about our old selves but we could say this to our current self as well oh for sure yeah I also want to comment on and just like it's so amazing how you got yourself out of that because I feel like we so often rely on like a career to push us forward or to show us our path or a person. And I'm sure that it was so hard to like leave the job and leave the boyfriend and leave like where you're at. But I think that it's so amazing that you can show that that can be done by yourself and it doesn't have to be reliant on so many different outside factors, you know? Totally. And (laughs) I laugh because I actually like this kind of uh, theme in this conversation of looking back on the journey because I look at my, you know, when did I move abroad? Like 20, I was 24, 25. And, um, she was so fearless. I mean, I literally just moved to Portugal without like knowing what I was going to be doing. And I, but like there was, it's because like when you're connected to this, this incredible power that is within all of us, it's, you know, this Kundalini energy, the most creative energy, this, this life force within us, like you just can trust it. It's guiding you every step of the way. Definitely. And I feel like as someone who has practiced Kundalini, I definitely can relate to that. I know for Mary, so I'm definitely more of the spiritual person in the podcast. (laughs) Mary, I'm teaching a lot. And so um, we've actually been friends for a long time. And I think for the last four or five years that we've known each other, I've been introducing her to meditation and crystals and all of this sort of stuff. Um, But for our listeners who are more so not in that spiritual space, can you share a little bit more on Kundalini, what it is? Because I feel like even when I've talked about it before, I haven't ever given like an actual like this is what makes it different than a typical meditation or typical yoga class and so I feel like there's definitely people out there that are probably I don't know what this girl's talking about (laughs) and also please stop me if I'm using uh language that sometimes I just you know I like you're in that, that space that yeah words are you know like not not like common language no, um, okay. and yeah so a little bit about about kundalini um so we all have kundalini energy uh, at the base of our spine and it's this it's the creative life force energy that it is it's literally you know it's like <sighs> How do I want to explain this? I mean, it's this infinite energy within us. So you don't have to practice Kundalini yoga to access your Kundalini energy. We, we all have this, but a Kundalini yoga and meditation, it, it, we use breath, mantra, movement, and meditation. Those are the four components that 
really work effectively to release little bits of this kundalini. Some people have like really big kundalini awakenings and, and go through some intense physical symptoms, but, but often it's not like that. Often it's subtle. And because you're just like releasing a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. And that's when you're like, oh my God, I am really intuitive. Oh my gosh. I don't need to make that a problem in my life anymore. Oh, like you, you start to just access this incredible energy within you and kundalini specifically the yoga works so effectively and quickly because it works on our 10 body system so um, most other types will work on like a few at a time but you have your your soul body your three uh, facets of the psyche your positive negative neutral you have um your physical body, your subtle body, your arc line. Well, so your aura, the energy field around you, the arc line, which is the nucleus of the aura. You have your radiant body, which is like a shield of energy. And, and yeah, actually you have your infinite body too. So Kundalini works on all of these. So when you're working on all of these, like you, you get into this harmony of not just the physical, not just the mental, but your the energy field around you. So you start attracting more of this higher vibration. It brings, Kundalini helps us to raise our vibration, especially the mantras, the science of the sound codes. I mean, this is something I talk about a lot in my programs and with my clients. Like our word is our wand, our words, our vibrations, our words are our mantras. And these mantras that we work with that are in Gurmukhi, the language Gurmukhi, are the highest vibrational thing we, we know of on the planet. So just by listening to the mantras, you're bringing in a higher vibration. And what I mean by higher vibration is if you are familiar at all with the emotional frequency scale, hopelessness, depression, um, fear are at the bottom. And then you get up, you, you anger is a little bit higher, neutrality is in the middle, and then you get like a little optimism, uh, hope, and then at the top is the love, the joy, the bliss. So when I say we raise our vibration, that's what I'm talking about. We're raising from those lower frequencies into the higher frequencies, and, and it's through our entire system, through the 10 bodies. So <laughs> things just start shifting and changing really quickly if you're, you know, familiar at all with law of attraction, like you just uh, attract what you are. So when, when we work with this practice, it's really effective to, yeah, move ourselves up that scale. Uh, how was that for a little explanation of Kundalini? I'll have you answer this, Mary, because to me, I, was, I, was gonna say, okay. I love this. <laughs> no, I, I think that's definitely like more helpful in knowing how it works and just like all the different things that are being tied into it. Like you said, like the law of attraction and you know, all the different like souls, you know, I just, I, I love this. I love learning about yeah. this stuff because I'm just like not in it. You know what I mean? Well, openness is like, it's all you need. Like really, if you're not open to learning and like, you know, expanding your perspective, there's not much anyone else can, you know, do like you mm -hmm. have to be open to it to receive. And, and so that's awesome. The other thing I want to say about Kundalini too, that is like really something so special about it is that it works in the glandular system. 
so that's, and, and the meridians in the body, there's so much going on in Kundalini, but that's why we might hold our hands in a weird way or our arms in a weird way, because we're working with the, the meridians, the energy channels that run through us and the glands and the glands, like your pituitary, your pineal, your thyroid, parathyroid, these are the glandular system is connected and influences all other systems in the body. So we have learned patterns, you know, we have learned behaviors and because Kundalini goes in and like creates new neural networks and new messages for the glands. Now the whole body, the whole 10 body system can get on board with your intentions instead of like, you have these conscious intentions, but your body has a learned pattern that doesn't support it. Kundalini will go in and break up those patterns so it can support what you're trying to create and desiring. And one other question with the Kundalini I want to talk about. So I know with a lot of practices, um, kind of 40 days is usually the, the standard. And then you can have like 90 day sequences, things like that. So the longest I've ever done um, the same practice was 120 days. And that was um, doing a lot of different I can't remember on the top of my head right now what it was called, but it was doing, um, oh my gosh, why am I just blanking on all of it? Was it Kriya for elevation? It wasn't for elevation. It was for abundance. It was one for abundance and like money mindset. Okay. Was it, um, Har. yeah, so yeah. we do HUD, but was it Soba Kriya, the full one? Was it like 15 minutes or it was yes. just the HUD? Yeah. Cool. Yes. Amazing. Yeah. Cool. And so with that, and that was a couple of years ago, and I always thought it was so fascinating how Kundalini had these like different things, you know, different timelines, I guess you could say, um, and how it would change those neural pathways in your brain to start making new connections. So can you talk a little bit more about that side? Cause I feel like when people think about meditation or yoga classes, you know, you, you try a, a morning meditation one day and then you do positivity meditation the next day and you're changing it daily. I feel like where the act of Kundalini is really staying consistent with that, that one practice. So I want to have you share a little bit about that. Yeah, babe, this is an interesting topic too. And I'm actually going to share my journey with, with this as well as like the, there's science, you know, there's science that, that after at 40 days, that's when the neural networks really change. Um, you know, and then at 120 days, that's when it like, you'll be changed forever in that way. Like, and, and it's, it's super interesting. Uh, I think that that is stuff that our human brains like might not really be able to comprehend. And you can take anything anyone says to you and you get to decide it's all about your own sovereignty. You get to decide like (laughs) how you relate to that. And it's so for you to have your own experience of it. So, you know, like for instance, you tried it, you tried it out for 120 days. Like, like I'd be actually curious, like, what was your experience? Did you feel like, wow, this really, yeah. Like, yeah, I have a lot of shifts around like what even abundance means to me. Like when I first started, like abundance was just so financial to me. And like, by the end, like, I was like, wow, no abundance can be so many different aspects in your life. It does not have to be financial. Um, but I remember it really helped initially with kind of changing my mindset around money. And that's something I've been kind of struggling again with. So I've been thinking about like, I need to go back to this practice, like three years later. Yeah. Oh, what a cool point. Because when I do the prosperity meditations, 
Um, and like that scarcity, you know, I mentioned it in the beginning mm-hmm. of my story. That's been such a deep, like a core wound because I, I grew up in, in, in poverty and on, you know, on welfare, like, and so that's been something so, such a, a part of my journey. And so when I'm doing the prosperity meditations, which we have a lot of in Kundalini, uh, I end up doing a lot of inner child work (laughs) or finding the right program that helps me to overcome like some family dynamic that actually was linked to the scarcity. So it's so beautiful that like it, you know, it's for me, it's never just been like do the prosperity meditation and I get the check in the mail. It's like, no, actually we're going to use this avenue of your life to get you closer to your soul essence. And that's been really awesome. Um, And yeah, I like to share that because it it is a little bit like, what's this all about? Am I just gonna like get magically manifest money? And sometimes that does happen for people. Um, But these, yeah, there's like a science with the, the number of days of working with the meditation, but it's all your own experience. Like do it for yourself, do it. I like to put these, you know, give myself these, these kind of like challenges and, and work in, in discipline, um, and commitment, because actually that is more of our masculine energy, having like a, like a structure and a, and a commitment and what that does, uh, because I don't have a lot of masculine energy, you know, I just have more feminine energy, like in my astrology chart, you can see it, I can feel it. So creating and cultivating some more of that masculine energy, which is also a massive part of my journey, which is why my first course, Reclaiming Femme, became Reclamation, which we can always dive more into. But this structure, this masculine container actually gives our feminine energy, our feminine essence, freedom. So when we have that container, that discipline, it actually gives us a sense of like safety and, and comfort. So I, you know, that's where I really see the value in having that discipline and that commitment. And also like, it's a beautiful part of the journey because we have so much subconscious resistance to things that are going to improve our, our lives (laughs) to say it kind of blunt, because the subconscious knows those old patterns. So the new patterns that in the new vibrations, like they're simply new, they're simply unknown. So the subconscious will resist it. So we come up against, oh no, I'm tired. Oh no, I didn't wake up in time. Oh no, I, I should you know, make this phone call instead of doing my practice. So getting on like a 40 day commitment is so powerful in overcoming that resistance. Because when you can break beyond that, threshold of like that subconscious resistance you're going to open up so much and so I think that's like a really important and awesome part of the journey and then I will say like I don't always do a 40-day commitment now uh now that it is I've been doing kundalini every single day for the last four years of my life and you know probably even longer than that I just I don't know if it was every single day for that first year um that, that it's, it's such a non-negotiable. I don't even, you know, I don't have that resistance. Uh, and, and I can bring a little bit more of my, that feminine, my feminine energy. That's just like, I'm going to listen to my body. What is my truth? What creators my body want today? What 
breath work does my body want today? Uh, and, and sometimes I will still be inspired to like do another 40 day commitment. And those are really powerful. Also, no one does a 40 day, uh, you know, a Kriya or meditation for 40 days in a row and doesn't have like some breakthroughs. So <laughs> it is really powerful. And that's just from experience. I don't want anyone to just take that as truth. It's like, try it for yourself. Give That's yourself awesome. empirical evidence. Yeah. And I can attest to this too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, beyond like Kundalini, what are some of the other, or like your other favorite spiritual tools to work with? I know for me, crystals is a huge thing. Crystals have been like, I'm in, I see my dress for like six times. Um, but crystals is something that I found very, very early in my journey and has something I just connected with, but there's so many tools out there now. And I feel like some people get stuck in this. Well, if I don't have the tools, I can't have the spiritual practice, which is definitely 1000% not true, but I think that the tools can add to your spiritual practice. So what are some things that you like to, whether it's adding into your Kundalini or adding into anything else you do in kind of your day-to-day -day practices? Yeah. And, and it's so, it's actually, I loved your, your, um, you know, thing that you added in there that like, that sometimes it's like, if we don't have our tarot cards or we don't have our crystals, like, am I, you know, not going to be able to connect to, mm -hmm. to God or spirit or the universe. Um, and so, because when you first asked the question, I was thinking, like way less about like the tangible things. But I I will say like, I love my crystals and I love my tarot. My Thoth deck is like so incredible. I get the like most beautiful messages through that, um, through that deck. Um, but really what my favorite spiritual tool is connected to the earth. So, or practice, I guess is more of a practice connecting mm -hmm. to the earth. Um, some mornings it is, I wake up and I just ritual in general, like bringing ritual and ceremony into like anything that you do. Washing my face becomes a ritual because I'm, I'm going to like practice some mirror work while I'm washing my face or like really connect with my soul through my eyes. Like while I'm brushing my teeth, like we can do this in our regular life like making your tea in the morning or coffee like that can be a ceremony that can be a ritual where you just take a moment to breathe and and connect and and put intention into it and so i'm bringing ritual into everything that i do before i start any task i i breathe into my heart and my my womb uh, like you know and I, I make sure am i am i really aligned to my truth why am i doing this is is this just because i'm doing it because i should or am i wholeheartedly in this and so these are just little practices that we get to do all day every day but connecting to the earth what i what i started to say that's that's i mean we are like so blessed and, and, you know, especially like our divine feminine is an expression of mother earth. So before this call this morning, you know, I went on a walk and we have these incredible cenotes, they're like sacred waters um, here in Tulum. Like they were created from craters and they're like these like holes in the ground that have this beautiful blue water. And so I just went there this morning and went for a swim and, just really like sitting in that water and just like fully breathing and connecting to it. And, and that is 
that is embodiment and, and just connecting to the vastness of this earth, taking some moments to do that. Like, that's such a powerful practice that you can do anywhere. You don't need to be in, in the sacred waters for it. That's just something I really, really love. I'm a water sign. So getting in water is just like complete reset. Um, but I do this all, all the time through the day. It's just close my eyes and just feel my root connected to the center of the earth. And, and I feel like if I have anxiety or excess energy running through me, I feel it drain into the earth. And, and if I am feeling depleted, I feel the rejuvenation from, from the earth. And this, I mean, mother earth, like she's here to help us and rejuvenate us and replenish us. And she's also, we're so lucky to, you know, like I feel this such a blessed incarnation. So like giving to her, like bowing to her um, and giving back to her with prayer and positive energy also feels really good. And that's some of my favorite. One of it, like, yeah, just, I guess, yeah, connecting to the earth in that way is. I think that as I've gotten older, connecting with nature has become more of a practice for me. Um, and I, I feel like as a, as a kid, growing up, I would obviously I'd go outside and stuff. I mean, we didn't have the devices we did when we were younger, but, um, I never felt connected to being outside. I always like, um, you know, as a ginger burned easily. So I always kind of associated with going outside. It was gonna be hot. I was going to burn like not a good time basically. Yeah, <laughs> I got it. I and, um, so now as I've gotten older and if you kind of nature much differently, like just going outside and putting your feet in the grass, like those type of things like can be so simple that you can do literally anywhere. And like, I've just learned so much from nature as I've gotten older, like any retreat I've ever been on, we always have a time where we go like connect with the trees and things like that. And like talk to the trees. And like, when I talk about these things with like my fiance and stuff like that, or, you know, even Mary, sometimes like my friends not in the space, they're like, and you got messages from these trees. Yeah. I was just going to say, I get the best messages from trees. <laughs> like they tell me so much. And like, that's something that I feel like people don't realize, like, just go outside and put your hands around the, the tree that's next to you, like, and just tune in to what's there. Totally. And some of my darkest or most heightened emotional times, like, I have found so much refuge in connecting with the trees. <laughs> and I did a silent retreat uh, once and it wasn't Vipassana. That's like what most, you know. That's most what I've looked into before. Yeah. Yeah. I, I definitely want to do a full Vipassana, but I did a week long Buddhist uh, session. So we did, uh, it's a little bit different in that you, um, you still get to have eye contact with people, but we didn't talk for a week. And we also, we received like a, a, a Dharma talk once a day. Like we weren't talking, but we received the Dharma talk once a day from our, our monk. And it was super beautiful. And also what you do, I'm not sure if this is in Vipassana, but in this one, your eyes are like just very gently open. They're not closed. So I could see out you know, I sat in silence for eight hours a day in on the meditation cushion, but out the window, I could see this tree. And that was when I like first started getting messages from trees. <laughs> I was sitting That's in so silence cool. with this tree for, you know, eight days. And, um, that's when I was like, wow, 
wow, I think that's really when it hit me. And, and I need, knew that nature has so much for us. Definitely. And uh, something you've said a few times now that we've never really explored the masculine and feminine energy. So I feel like when you kind of just broadly hear that you think, well, masculine, more of a man, more of a to-do, feminine, I don't know, more of a flow, but can you talk a little bit more about finding that duality? Because we all have masculine and feminine energy. Like it's not like as women, we're just feminine. Like I know I often am more in my masculine and that's something I've been really trying to work on the last few years of having more of that flow and gentleness. And, um, so can you just, before I just jabber way over here, can you share more on kind of the duality between the two and, and really tapping into the two in, in yourself? Yeah, absolutely. And you know, this is a massive part of my work. It's actually, you know, in my course, it's the first module is, is awareness on this masculine and feminine energy. And, yeah, that, that is the, the typical way we think of it, right? Like, uh, I'm, I'm a woman, so I, I'm, I'm in feminine essence, but we, we all have both. We all have our own like recipe of it. And I actually, uh, you know, refer to it. Yeah. It's like, it's our, it's our inner man or inner woman just for simplicity. Um, and this is like, no matter what gender you identify with, we, we all have both. And part of my journey was that I was so much in the masculine. That was the doing, the achieving, the goal-oriented. Well, even goal-oriented is actually more of like when, it, when it's extreme and the context I'm using it in, that's not even like, that's not divine masculine. That's like a, an excess masculine energy because not only do we all have both, we all have like our imbalances with each sure. the relationship to each. So, because what happens here, I'll, I'll, I'll try to explain it this way. Um, we, we get some part of us wounded, for instance, as, as a woman, you know, uh, for my, I'll just speak from my story. So, you know, raised by a single mother, um, I, you know, was, learning how to make myself food like very young and and I had this energy like if if I'm not gonna be able you know if if I don't do it it's not gonna get done so really took on this like hyper independence and that's like a masculine shell that is not really my truth or desire and then what happens is well I, I'm a girl though you know I'm a young girl in the world so and now I need a feminine shell that is like I'm beautiful. Like I'm going to wear a lot of makeup. I need to be like, um, you know, just this, like what we, what we see in the magazines kind of vibe. And, and then we get another masculine challenge. Like, well, I need to be successful. And that's when that, like, it gets so out of whack and we're like, what is even our true essence? And so the masculine energy, it is that, that doing that action, that forward movement um drive but it, it's a it's a focus and and the divine the right masculine is is consciousness so um yeah it, it's so complex actually I'm like a little bit struggling to make it concise right now but the 
the feminine is then like think of the water element like it is that fluid that flowy that intuitive energy that body wisdom so when we start figuring out like just relating to both of these energies within us that's when we can create this harmony and it's not like i need to be fully in my feminine or fully in my masculine it's it's actually this dance between the two one of the practices i i guide my clients in in my programs is like having conversations what does your inner feminine need does she want to feel safe and protected she wants her desires to trust she has this like heart yearning and and she wants to be pro felt provided for so the masculine energy that is the providing energy it's like i got you you can trust me you can i can support you i you know you can rely on me i want to be trusted i want the masculine wants to be appreciated so the more you gain this awareness of these energies, you can see where am I not respecting my inner masculine? And, and that was part of my journey. I went so far into the feminine, which was super fun and beautiful, but I was suffering a little bit because I was like, okay, well, I, I still really want to build something. Yeah. Masculine is focused purpose. The divine masculine is focused purpose. So when I wasn't fully nourishing my purpose, my masculine was like, um, you don't even trust me. Like that's kind of when you can get into these conversations, like with yourself, it's right. really powerful. Definitely. I love that. And where, I mean, for you personally, like, where did you start kind of learning more about the, the feminine and the masculine energy? I know for me, like a lot of self-help books and things like that were kind of where I started learning about this. And then as I got more into different types of practices, obviously it, naturally came up. Um, but for you, how did that kind of experience look or that journey look, I should say? Mm, yeah. You know where it actually started. Um, I was living in Morocco. Uh, it's a very Muslim town that I lived in. And so, uh, just, you know, culturally, this is an area where, women are, are really suppressed and, and, and objectified. And so actually like living in, in this town, I found myself hiding and covering up, wearing like baggy clothes because I didn't want to be like feel objectified. And I was like even walking on the street, like hunched over, like, don't look at me. And I started to notice like, like I'm really losing myself. The feminine like wants to be seen and valued and heard. And I was like hiding. Mm -hmm. And so I, I, that was like this big spark for me that I was like, no, like I'm a, like, I'm going to adorn my body how I want to, like in a way that makes me feel good. I'm going to like be able to have my heart open as I walk on the street. I'm going to be open to receive love and attention and and that sparked a like an interest. So I think it was Lisa Lister's book, the Your Lady Love Your Lady Landscape. That was one of my first like parts of this journey that I just like absolutely adored that book and these teachings of like where the feminine has been suppressed and not you know been able to fully express. And that's such a core desire of, of the feminine is to be expressed and to be seen in that and heard. And um, 
and then like just binge listening to podcasts on these topics. Once I found David Data's work, who teaches a lot of the divine masculine and feminine and, and, and sexual, like sacred sexuality, um, I really like just was like, this is changing my world. And, and seeing where parts of myself have been hiding or denied or, or you know, dimmed. Mm-hmm. And then it was, this is why um, photo shoots actually are such a part of my, like, I love hosting like a, a fo- an empowerment photo shoot alongside like a beautiful photographer, because I had such an incredible experience that one time I was at the, on the shores of Portugal and my beautiful friend, Cindy Parker um, w- was like, let's play, let's do a shoot. And I was so like nervous behind the camera. I was like, don't look at me I don't know what to look like <laughs> ah, is my belly out <laughs> and and then something just shifted it was like a switch went off and I turned into this like sensual like animalistic like also just like discovering these other parts of me like rolling around in the sand I was like yes, I'll take my clothes. Like I want, I want nude. Like I want my body to be like, like, I just want to feel amazing in my body and proud of my body, this sacred temple. And, and, uh, it was like, I, I, you know, I like felt high after that. And it's because I like really unlocked something and it was so cool. Actually, a couple days after that shoot, I woke up at, you know, I was doing Amrit Vela practice, which is the hours before the sunrise. I was like, I got up at 4 30 a.m to do my kundalini and instead what started pouring out of me for the next hour and a half was like poetry on the divine feminine it was like I unlocked a completely different energy within me and and that was what I felt was my reclaiming my femininity so that was my first course reclaiming femme and it was like all about this and and what kind of unfolded from there and so I went to, you know, I, actually, I was a teacher at a women's festival, but the beautiful thing about that, I was teaching Kundalini, but I got to go to all of these other workshops, learning um, uh, pleasure anatomy, like naked yoga, uh, like Mary Magdalene teachings and what, and it, it, like even a Yoni Puja, which is like literally gazing at um, a, a vagina (laughs) and like these like incredible I was like this is a whole other world and it opened up so much for me and I just like dove all in and that was so amazing that is still part of reclamation that journey it's an eight week journey and where I where I include all these tools and it's it's this beautiful process it's not linear for everyone which is why this part is now self-paced um but then I also like started really connecting to my divine masculine and and even reading David Data's books that are written for the masculine like I would read those too to better understand my inner masculine Mm -hmm. and then being able to like really have this beautiful relationship with both is when we can really like that's that's the tantric way is like 
having this incredible harmony within yourself, this inner union, this dance between these energies and, and then letting it flow naturally. And, and yeah, it's like this, we can frame kind of <laughs> most situations I can frame it with, with like finding that balance. There's so much that I would love to. I, there's so much to unpack. <laughs> <laughs> this is why it's like my my course is now, you know, a three-month commitment at a time because it is sure. so much here. Yeah. Well, and I was going to say, like, I think that it's amazing that it's, you said it's self-paced now because it is so much depending on where you come from and like what you've been taught to like forget that kind of stuff. Because I feel like women are taught so much that like you should cover up. And if you're not like, it's, it's a provocative thing. And it's like a, like, it's your fault type of thing. If people treat you with disrespect, if you're showing off your skin and things like that. So I think that there's so much that we need to forget that we were taught like going forward and even just like like it brought up when you said like staring into a vagina we just talked about this like on our last podcast of like you're not taught anything about your own body so it's like you don't even know what your vagina is like supposed to look like and it's supposed like it's just even when they teach you about sexual health and things like that it's supposed to be like shameful and like or at least that's where I come from you know what I mean so there's just so much that needs to be untaught to women and your like feminine side so I just I loved how you brought that up and even like the covering up in different countries and things like that and how it's portrayed yeah and and that self-paced topic actually it's it's I love that that you know stuck out to you because at first reclaiming femme was um live and it was like one week and each kind of you know an evolution of the journey but week two is that releasing that letting go of the shame of the guilt mm-hmm. and that like some people would really benefit from staying there much longer than one week and so the way my course is now that is self-paced but we also bring in the live component just in different ways it's mm-hmm. like live q a so everyone can ask questions and learn from each other that on any part of this journey because it's also you might go through the whole journey and then realize like oh well actually there's this other layer of shame like I want to go back to that there's this other layer of of feeling that I'm supposed to be or look a certain way I need to go back to the those practices or like well I want to work alongside the the yoni eggs and the crystal wand with this releasing of the the guilt and the shame so it's yeah it's really beautiful to like give yourself that time mm-hmm. to just like be drawn like listen to what you're drawn to what you need the most right now what will serve you the best and staying on this topic of sexuality so um like I said before we started recording this is something we've been wanting to explore so much deeper and so since this is something that you do focus on a lot you know where can so starting with women, you know, where can women kind of start to feel into their sexuality more with themselves, but also with a partner? Um, you know, can you talk a little bit more on, on that and kind of the knowing and feeling it's okay to tap into these things. Like it's not shameful and it's something that we should be doing. Yeah. You know, um, I really just want to, you know, recommend like just connecting to the body, like connecting to the body, your body truth, like especially your your heart. Like one of the first 
modules includes a, a breast massage because also you know a lot of us like growing up like kind of like either like hid like we, we you know we we developed this posture that like made our boobs like less noticeable and that's our heart chakra so we're like closing down our heart and actually that's the positive polarity for for women when it comes to sexuality so men uh well it's you know just on a on a physical level like this actually can switch but just it, you know for for the yeah majority uh like our breasts are like the outward right like it's like think of the battery where for men it is their sexual organs so that's their positive polarity that's their positive charge and for women it's actually the heart so starting with the heart is a really important place to connect to our sexuality and, and create that safety and that openness opening the heart is going to open the yoni actually so when the heart's super closed the yoni might feel super closed and and not be able to enjoy pleasure not might not want it at all and so that's a really good place to start is like with some breast massage and, and there are tutorials I have them in my programs but also just like literally in the middle of the day sometimes I just need to like hold my breasts and and breathe and, and it's like a calming of my whole nervous system because that's our our heart and then my womb can relax and I can tap into the wisdom that, that is is in my my womb space my yoni is the sacred temple it's all of our sexual organs and so for anyone if I say yoni that's what I mean um it's a sacred word so I really like using that but you could say pussy vagina whatever um vagina is just it's that's technically just the outside or, or the inside sorry the vulva is the outside so even learning things like the pleasure anatomy can be so empowering because we're not really, we're taught that. Um, but that, I mean, on that topic too, like pleasure anatomy, like just getting to know your body, taking a, taking a mirror and like, and, and gazing like at, at your, your yoni and being like, you're, cause I think Mary, you mentioned like we we kind of we don't even know if ours is normal like so many mm -hmm. of us grow up being like oh mine's ugly like what is this i need to change it no one's ever gonna like like think this is beautiful and so how can we expect anyone else to feel that way especially you know you, holly you brought up like connecting with a partner like this journey really starts with ourselves mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. really 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 starts with ourselves so I I bring in a lot of mirror work into my teachings so because what I find is the the yummy orgasms and sexual experiences are of course like such a delicious part of life but what our feminine heart really wants a lot of the time is is intimacy is feeling a safe to be vulnerable, feeling fully seen and loved as all versions of ourselves. So the journey is really doing that for yourself. So there's been beautiful mirror sessions with myself where like, if I'm, if I'm crying or saying the things out loud that I'm most shameful of that I, that I wouldn't want any, wouldn't in quotes, want anyone else to witness me because I'm not lovable when I'm in that space or et cetera. These, these beliefs that we have, 
being able to see myself in that way, like especially naked and, and seeing myself in the mirror in that way and connecting like just with my sensations, like that's what sensuality is, is the sensations. So like being able to just touch myself while I'm looking at myself in the mirror being like, you're beautiful. I love all of you. That gets reflected back to you in the external, in partnerships, like in an amazing way. If I want to be seen and valued, like I need to really see and value myself. Um, if I want to be heard and feel safe to communicate, I need to first get really honest and authentic with myself. And that creates a, a safety of, you know, in partnership, like communication is so key and such a big topic that, that I wouldn't be able to dive into now, but openly, honestly, lovingly communicating with partners, expressing your desires, expressing your boundaries. I mean, this is such a journey because we need to first figure those out for ourselves, And then we, we get to communicate that. That's going to create a really healthy, loving relationship. But to, like first steps to connect with yourself. Yeah. Mirror work, connecting to your heart, just breathing into your heart and breathing into your womb, like something we can do in, in, in just a few minutes, but starting with that, doing that a few minutes a day, I, I really suggest Yoni authority for like a week, give yourself a week challenge. Anytime you're going to make a decision, check in with your, with your low belly, your, your pelvic bowl and, and feel like, is it a yes or a no? <laughs> do I want this to eat or this to eat? Do I want to go here to this social event or stay home? Like checking in, connecting to your body, your body knows, like your body always knows what you need, whether that's releasing something or moving through something emotionally, or it's taking a risk, you know, or is it that my yoni wants to be penetrated or not? <laughs> like these are all really these practices we can move into the day are really going or integrate into the day are going to really help us in our sex life. I think it's so important that you mentioned, you know, doing the work with yourself first, because I feel like, you know, thinking back to my, you know, sexual education in fifth grade, sixth grade, whenever it was like, I feel like you're taught about sexual education with a partner. Like you never get taught about that with yourself. And it's so important, like with anything in our life, like we have to discover ourselves before, just like you have to love yourself before you can have that, you know, complete love with someone else. And I, same thing goes for, you know, your sexual health. And I, I wish that this was talked about more, especially in schools and, you know, with the younger generation, because, you know, you always hear about these young kids going, having sex with each other, but they have no idea about their body. They have no clue how it should work, anything like that. And so I just love that, that that's kind of like your first starting point is get to know yourself because that's going to be the best way then to later connect with that partner. Yeah. I, I teach a lot about this actually, like the, the self-pleasure practices are so important. Like if you want to, like, if you, you know, as your worthiest self, like if you want to be like taken out on a date and like have a romantic space and like full body consent, like that is what we need to give ourselves. 
we like in honoring our our sacred sexual energy like you know i talked about the power of the kundalini energy but the sexual energy within us is is also this it's another expression of this most powerful creative life force energy within us it is the energy that literally creates new life mm -hmm. so when we really start to feel the sacredness of that energy then we make different decisions yeah definitely with reverence right definitely yeah and oh sorry go ahead you're fine go ahead I was just going to say, this is something outside of like the sexual aspect that like you're touching on. I'm just going to say it. So like Holly and I have been working on like talking to ourselves and like loving our bodies and like having this self-love, like saying like, I love my arms because of this, or like, I love my stomach because of this. And we're like on a very, like Holly started doing it. And like, I've just started doing it recently because if you're not feeling into your body like that and loving yourself, then like like you said, like, how do you expect someone else to see you that way? If like, it's all in your head and like, I'll be honest, like my sexual, like my fiance, like we were not like having sex because I felt so insecure about myself and I hated things about my body and it causes such a, a ruckus in your relationship when you're not like handling yourself first. So I love that you touched upon that and like actually like doing the work with yourself and telling yourself, because like you said, like if I don't know like what my vagina is supposed to look like and if it's good and it's what I, like, you're going to be insecure about those things. And it's the same thing with like your stomach or your face or your arms or whatever body part is like, you have to come to like, love that with yourself before you can have someone else do it. Absolutely. I take like, even just you talking about it, I'm like, oh, loving my own <laughs> loving my body. And, and it is true. I've had really powerful moments where I was like, Oh my God, I was not loving myself in this, in the, this way that my, like my, our bodies are such a temple. They allow us to do so much and live and be and enjoy, including enjoying immense, like orgasmic, euphoric pleasure. Like mm -hmm. that is a beautiful part of this life. That is our birthright. And when we have so much noise, like the noise that's like, oh, what if my stomach's out? Is he gonna like this? Like performance, like dropping the performance and and like be, like just to be you, be like experiencing all these incredible parts of life. Like it's so, yeah, this body love stuff, it's a really big part of this journey. I'm staying on that topic for just a little bit longer. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you mentioned mirror work and I think that's so important. And I remember when I first started getting more into my spiritual journey, mirror work came up a lot and it was something I was so afraid of and intimidated by. And now it's something I do every day. Like I'm brushing my teeth and I'm like, yeah, girl, you're freaking hot. Like, <laughs> and it's just, it's so different how when you take those few minutes a day, you know, even if it is just looking at yourself while you're brushing your teeth or doing your makeup or, you know, whatever, or if you're just walking in your bathroom and having that time with yourself, you know, whatever it may be, it, wow, it just shifts so much. And in the last few months, as I really started to make this a more of a daily practice for myself, like I can just tell one, how much I look at myself differently, but two, when I am having one of those days where I'm like, oh, I'm fat or whatever, you know, any of those kind of outside the thoughts that, you know, penetrate my mind and, and make me think negatively. It's so much easier now to be like, 
but there's X, Y, and Z that I love about myself, like, and get more back to that positive space with myself. And so I love that you brought it up and that that's kind of your kind of fundamental work for your clients is starting with that mirror work. Cause whether it's talking to yourself or looking at your vagina or whatever it is, like, it's so important to just connect with yourself in that way. Um, so thank you for doing that because it's been such a, like a catalyst of change for me is just well, talking to myself. Totally. And, and like, I mean, anyone that's listening, like if you just like, take a few deep breaths, like, and just drop into your heart. I mean, it's such a core desire to fully be seen, mm-hmm. like fully be seen and loved for all of you. So what a gift to give that to ourselves! It completely changes your vibration and what mm-hmm. you radiate and project Definitely. into the world. Definitely. And kind of staying on the body topic a little bit longer, I know that, you know, just from watching, you know, your videos on Instagram and stuff like that, you are someone who is very in your body. And, you know, besides mirror work, has there been anything else that you've kind of done along your journey that has really helped you kind of be in the spot that you are now and really feeling into your physical body? Yeah, well, you know, that practice about connecting to the earth, um, that that is a big part of it because I just really feel like our bodies are like a really like cool, unique, like magical expression of this, this divine feminine energy that is, is the earth. So it's like, we are expressions of this divine energy. So like just that awareness, I think has really helped, but that energetic connection that I'm having every day, when I don't have my feet barefoot in the ground, I mean, I'm really affected. I'm really affected. I'm not as much in my body. Um, but even like dancing, well, dance is so incredible, like ecstatic dance or just like flowing with the music and, or like listening, like listening to music differently. Like instead of just, you know, having it on the background, like, like really bring it into your body. Where is it resonating? What chakra is this, this music resonating with? Is this activating my heart? Is this activating my core? Like my, my belly, my gut. Um, I also guide the women in my program uh, through, it's part of the, the reclamation journaling practice, but really checking in with your body truth. So like breathing into the womb and, and what is the, what is the message of from the, the womb today? Like, this is like the desire. So what is it that I desire? And like really breathing into that space. And like, it takes, a, like, it takes awareness. It takes presence. It takes mm-hmm. presence is really what I want to say. Like, we can't just like, oh, I mean, we can with practice, like, oh, my womb wants this, but it takes like, really dropping in so like checking in does my womb what does she want to do today what does she need checking in with my gut like what's the what's my gut intuition saying checking in with my heart really listening is my heart steering me these are subtle messages so we have to really drop in and then I go to the mind last like that's the fourth center that I check in with So I'm checking in with the body in three different areas before I check in with my mind. Like that's one way to really be with the body. But these practices like mirror work, or if you're not in a mirror, but you can just use your hands and 
and pour some love into your body. Like I, I play with different touches. If I'm really like wanting to bring in that, like that, ooh, that like tingly pleasure, like I'll just do light phrases, like feathery touches, especially like on the erogenous zones, like your ears and your neck and your collarbone and your thighs. But if I'm like, ooh, I really want to be in my like if I'm feeling up in the clouds or anxiety, like I'll have like a firm like grab with my whole hand, like on my legs or anytime in a yoga class that like our heads kind of by our, our leg or like our hand can touch somewhere. I'm like really feeling that connection and giving back that love into my body. Um, and every morning before I get out of bed, like I definitely hit snooze once or twice. And I just have like, hands on my body especially like the belly that sometimes yeah I'm like uh kind of feel like it could be a little you know lose some weight here or whatever but I love that part like I hold my hands there and just pour love into it and she's so cute and soft and and like juicy like I I really I stay with that until I feel it until I really feel that embodied energy Love that. So I hope that helps a little bit. Definitely. Definitely. And staying on the feminine body. I know something you offer is a course on, on period health and, and periods and things like that. I saw that on your site. So um, I have read some books about the different you know cycles and things like that, but I know that there's your four main cycles with your period. Can you talk a little bit more about just maintaining your period health and also, I, you know, I know there's certain like foods you should eat or, you know, exercises you should do based on, you know, what part of your cycle you're in. Um, and again, this is something we haven't really dove into a lot, but something we want to make more awareness around, because I think so many women don't know about these things. Yeah. Um, and I will say like, that's why I made a course on it because it's, it's, there's a lot to it. Um, but I can definitely. Yeah. Pared down version. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we have four cycles or four phases of our menstrual cycle. We have the follicular, which is the springtime. You know, if you want to use the seasons, that's like springtime. That's right when you're done bleeding. It's that, that, you know, often we, we call that the first phase and then we move into the ovulation. So that's like summer. So follicular is like, your hormones are, are on the rise. Like it really is that spring energy. Like things are just starting to bloom. You're, you are at your lowest during bleeding. So now the hormones are just starting to rise, but it is that spring feeling where you're like, ah, I get to come out of the cave and like do all the things. And, and you might get a lot of inspiration. You actually have more of your masculine energy, your masculine hormones during this time. So it is good for that planning, that structure, and uh, like good time to like look at finances and um then the ovulation the summer is when we're at our peak hormones that's also when you are most fertile so a lot of times like that's when you're most attractive because like you're giving off these these like pheromones that are like i'm fertile and it's just it's it's uh primal and um we might feel like our most horny then. And, but, you know, if you're not trying to get pregnant, that's the time to be most careful. Um, but that's also a really good time for like speaking engagements, sharing, using your, your voice, getting on live, getting on camera, um, 
like if you can time it there, it's, it's amazing. Um, and then we drop into luteal and I say drop because your hormones drop. So that's like fall and, and th- or, you know, autumn, like think about, you know, things start slowing down. This is the longest phase. And so we really have a, a desire for completion we like to complete our projects during this time. Um, it's a little bit slower energy. So you might want to like slow down your workouts. Like your most intense workouts would be around ovulation that summer. Um, and a little bit into follicular if, if you start out slow while they're still building up and then luteal, like it might be a little more steady, like endurance type workout, but but also mixing in some of the yin and slower practices, especially as you approach bleeding. So that would be like the winter phase. And that is when like, ah, we can access so much. I just like, that is when you, it might be really heightened the messages you're getting. It's not necessarily the time to communicate it unless you like, you know, are really feeling that then it, can be some authors like only write on their period because that's when they get their like most truths um or like deepest truths um but uh it's a time we want to be internal and and honoring especially like those first 48 hours or, or the first three days when you give that time to yourself to really be in that that queen energy of, of receiving and and resting, giving ourselves permission for that, you will be operating at a much higher like capacity the rest of your cycle. If we don't actually honor that time, like you could be operating at a percentage the rest of the wow. cycle. I do so not that. that is like a little <laughs> yeah. bit. I know you mentioned stuff about food. Um Woman Code by Elisa Vitti is really good for this topic. Actually, I was diagnosed with PCOS, uh, polycystic ovary syndrome. I did not have a period for two years. And even before that, it was super irregular. Um, and that's what, like, I dove into hormonal health. And that was a big part of this divine feminine journey for me because um, it, it did help me, like, develop that reverence. For the for the woman for for the body for us as an expression of nature like we have our cycles just like the earth does and um you know i got my period back like it's really i mean that diagnosis a lot of you know it's like putting you in a bucket and i was like no i'm gonna like you know they told me like you're probably not gonna be fertile and i was like no and I don't accept this. And I went on this whole journey and, and my period came back through a lot of this work. <laughs> so, awesome. um, yeah, it's really amazing when we just connect to ourselves, to our own inner healer and learn our bodies and it becomes intuitive. Like there is beautiful, there are beautiful guides to sync your food to your cycle, which I think is awesome, an awesome way to start. And then I think it just becomes intuitive. Yeah. I think so many things do like, especially with, with food and movement and things like that. Like you might have to do some different things to get there, but then it's just going to be like an, a natural rhythm for you. Totally. I love yeah. it. <laughs> um, and, you know, kind of moving off of, of 
periods and things like that. One other topic I wanted to make sure that we definitely cover a little bit is tantric, which you've mentioned numerous times already. Um, now I very, I know very little about tantric. Like, I feel like I just know kind of the media portrait, you know, kind of what you kind of know from the media. So can you talk a little bit more about really what tantric is, how you got into it and, and sort of what tantric practices maybe you do, whether it's daily, weekly, monthly, whatever that looks like? Mm -hmm. Yeah, sure. Especially because this is a, it's a confusing topic <laughs> for many because it's like, it just feels like this big term and it's like, is it like, you know, the Kama Sutra? Like, is it just like crazy sex? Is it like um, orgies? Is it like, <laughs> what is it? And, and really tantric is union with the divine. So it is this, it's what I've mentioned several you've got sprinklings of tantric teachings through this whole conversation actually because I really think of it as like a way of life um actually I think I have that video up on my YouTube channel which only has like a handful of videos but it is one of them is, is the tantric way and and it's it's coming into your truth so I, I talk a lot about truth and it's like this when you have this divine harmony within you um you can have you have this this union with the divine and you recognize yourself as the divine so there's many ways we can we can take this explanation of what tantra is um but i just want to keep it kind of simple today that it is your truth so when i would go to tantric healing practices um it was a way of accessing our truth through the body and through the sexual energy so it's it's breathing and and getting connected to this very powerful creative force within you and so even just with the breath and the awareness like just breathing into the pelvic bowl like where your sexual organs lie where your sexual energy you know sits and and accessing that through through pleasure through a little bit of touch like through the senses and building that energy and, and moving it through your body and the breath is really helpful. Sound is really helpful. Touch and movement. These are the elements that we work with. And at a certain point, then your body will just take over and tell you what you need. And you just, you drop all performance. You drop all um, mental noise because now you're fully in the body and the body is going to guide you to, it, it, it's very emotional, stagnant emotions in your body that are blocking your energy to run freely, to flow freely. Um, is, is there something that I'm playing small in my life? Like your body will tell you, I've accessed my Akashic records just by breathing with myself, accessing this sexual energy and moving it through my body. Um, so we can work with, you know, what is called the microcosmic orbit. So just activating, connecting to your sexual energy and then breathing up, moving it up the spine and then exhaling completely passive, letting it fall down the front channel and moving this and touching, you know, my throat feels like it needs some love and you touch it and it unlocks something. Um, so this is kind of a little insight into like what a tantric healing could look like. And it might look like immense crying or rage screaming I might need to get on all fours and like and and just like cry you know that's what these tantric healings emotional releases have looked like for me but they've also been super 
magical and mystical where I'm like just seeing the infinite <laughs> what is possible and I'm like this is the energy that's within us it's infinite energy so it brings us into this deep presence body presence and consciousness so when we're able to have this deep presence with ourselves, then we can start having deep presence with others. And so you can have a tantric journey uh, solo, or you can have a tantric journey with somebody else. And it's bringing in this deep presence. And like, I mean, like tantric sexual experiences, it's, you know, I'm even hesitant to use that label because it's like, am I having tantric sex? <laughs> but like, <laughs> but like you, you know, you, you are, if you're in full presence, mm -hmm. you're just like moving, like with what your body wants to do and opening up to receive your, your, you know, you can be fully in your, in your feminine energy that's like in full surrender and trust and being led or you can be in your masculine that's like i'm i'm holding the space i'm consciousness you can dance between the two it doesn't matter your your gender actually but when tantric we also talk a lot about the polarities of the masculine and feminine that's like the magnets attracting like opposites will attract so who that creating that dynamic that polarity between the masculine and feminine is going to create this electric sexual experience so when it comes to partnered experiences it's it's like that's a big tantric practice is playing with these polarities sorry no you're fine I, I feel like you've taught me so much today <laughs> I know same yeah that tantric kind of emotional practice that through the mo the movement the the breath the touch what am i the sound sound those four that's like that's something you really bring into like solo practices of course uh partnered practices as well but like if you are just just wanting to start with something in a solo way like those that's really what what I think of and, and like to work with. Um, and then when it comes to like partnered, it really is like, how can I play with my polarity right now? Like, what's my true essence right now? It really is about truth though. It's it's not like, like, yes, you can try on different versions of yourself and like, oh, well, maybe I want to be in the, in the masculine if I'm normally in the feminine, but really connected to your body so that you know it's your truth. Definitely. And I feel like uh, today we've kind of picked out a lot of topics um, and I'm thankful for that because there's so many things I've been wanting to explore, but I feel like, I know what we were messaging earlier. I feel like now that I've picked these topics, I'm like, all right, well, later we're gonna have to have Mel back because I need to go a lot deeper yes. on these. <laughs> so thank you for opening my mind <laughs> to certain things. Openness to receive. Yeah. And and one question I always like to ask us as we're starting to kind of wrap up is what's something or three things I like to go for one or three that you're grateful for today? Mm -hmm. I will say the cenote that is in my neighborhood, like five minutes walking. I mean, it's just this incredibly blue water that is just like this hole in the ground. I mean, you walk past it, you wouldn't even know it's there and it opens up. It's like kind of like a little cave and it's just this like magical water <laughs> so that's something I'm really grateful for um I'm really grateful for 
the community that I have here in Tulum. Um, that's, I'm eternally, like infinitely grateful for, for community and just people that, you know, are sharing their magic and medicine in the world and, and just meeting people with full presence. And you ladies are doing that too. So I'm just grateful like for such beautiful connections in this world. Um, and yeah, let's see a third. I'm grateful for, um, <laughs> well, I'm, I'm doing like, I'm working with an incredible root cause healer. She um, helps just see like where, what your, she energy tests, see what your body is like, uh, could support your body to be like in its best, like cleanest, clearest as a, you know, channel. And um, so she's like guided me to just simple supplements, like putting oxygen and minerals in my water and it like changes so much. So I'm grateful for intuitive medicine, I guess. <laughs> I don't know if that, that's gonna be the name I use. <laughs> I love it. And that's finally, where can our listeners connect with you? Where can they find you um, and, and work with you? Yeah. So Instagram is where I am most active sharing my things. And my handle is at it's so I T S Mel M E L Dolan D O L A N. Um, and on there, like in my link tree, you'll find my offerings. So reclamation is my virtual sanctuary um, that has so much incredible, valuable content. Uh, the self-paced reclaiming femme journey uh, that also goes into the masculine as well. It's really this like comprehensive journey of, of tantric harmony within yourself, union with the divine and we go into uh, working with yoni eggs and, and pleasure wands if that's something you're interested in, but it's also all the things that we've talked about working with your menstrual cycle. Um, there's many kundalini masterclasses and practices, uh, that tool that we got to talk about today and so much more. And then we do monthly masterminds, monthly Q and A's. I bring in a masculine speaker who holds space for us, healing that relationship to the masculine. This is literally like, it's my baby, this program. And within the first six weeks, all, all of the women that were in it were like doing something incredible, sharing their magic and medicine in the world in a way that they had not been prior to joining. So Amazing. it's like really magical to see what happens when we come together in this way and support each other and clear the competition and comparison. Mm -hmm. um, I also have one-on-one -on -one programs. So that is also a link in my bio, easiest way to find it. Um, and that is, that's when, if you're ready to go deep and, and work on this in a personalized way, it's so incredible what happens in a one-on-one -on -one coaching container. And I also host retreats. So I'm hosting a retreat here in Tulum in September, September 4th through the 9th. And we get to do all of the things that we you know, talked about and covered today in person. It's just like so magical. And like I said, in the beginning of my journey, 
I came to Tulum on a solo trip and it, and it was a catalyst for the rest of my life. So um, it's a very magical vortex here and there will be Kundalini and a lot of these women's practices and workshops and cenote uh, visits and cacao ceremony and sensual dance class and sound healing and Reiki. It's going to be a lot of magic. So I love retreats. So that sounds amazing. <laughs> Come join. <laughs> Definitely would like to join uh, one of your retreats in the future. I feel like my last retreat was back in February, 2020, right before the pandemic hit. It was when the, we had went out to Arizona when the big crystal show is. And so we spent some time mm-hmm. there and it's just like, when you go to those energy vortex type of places, like it just heightens that retreat energy, like so much more. And so I love that you're doing it in such like a special and sacred place too, that obviously you call your home right now too. Yeah. You know, it was, it was the exact shala that I stayed at this property, Amansala three years ago. And I went and I did my own practice in this shala. And I was like, you know, so this is three and a half years ago. Now I was like, I'm going to be hosting a retreat here and, wow. and, and we're finally doing it at that venue. I so, love it. That's um, so amazing. Yeah. There's a lot of magic there. I've hosted a few private retreats there now too. And it's just like, it is such a sacred, special place. Um, yeah. So would love to have you at a future retreat and get to meet you ladies in person one day. Definitely. And thank you so much for being on here and just for sharing about these more taboo topics that I want to just share and spread to the world. Um, and like I said, I feel like we did so much kind of grazing on surfaces today. So I feel like we've got a future episode where we're going to go in pretty totally. deep. <laughs> I mean, even with all that I shared, I'm like, there's still so much that I could say. So there, <laughs> I love sharing this work. Thank you for creating such a space. Of course. Thank you so much. And we will see you guys later on. What an episode. How did you feel? Yeah. About she's just fantastic. And I think that there's so much that she talked about that's not talked about enough. Yeah. And I hope that if anybody hears like this episode, they like go to her page and see, like I was looking at them last night, um, like all of her different programs that she has. And I'm honestly going to purchase one um, in regards to like your period and things like that, because I am on birth control currently and I want to get off of it because it's just so toxic for your body. Yeah. Holly's mm. fist bumping. <laughs> Listen, I've been off birth control for like, gosh, three years now, at least. Best yeah. <laughs> and, but I think that there is a process and I know that you looked into oh, it when you were off of birth control. And so like, that's why I would love to take her course because it teaches you about your period. It teaches you like the way that you should feel. And like, like she had touched on it, like, how you should be working out or like what you should be getting done. Like, that's like, that was so interesting to me where she's like, if you have a to-do list of things, like do it during this stage, because Mm -hmm. you're going to have like the most energy or like all of that. And even during like your ovulation stage, like I need to know when those things are like, I track on my phone right now, just because I know that I'm going to be getting off my birth control in a month. Um, but at the same time, like really feeling into your body and like knowing yourself. And I know I said it in this episode, like this stuff's not taught. And we've said it in previous episodes, like the sexual health, like curriculum for schools and things like that is not good. Like, I think it's actually 
garbage. absolutely garbage yeah like it's basically like the birds and the bees of like when two people love each other they have sex and then they're only doing that to create a baby and it's like okay that's not real first yeah. of all and second of all mm-hmm. like you don't uh-huh. yeah or like I remember we learned about the guys like masturbating and that was never said that girls do that. So I always thought like anytime I heard that a girl was like masturbating, I'd be like, that's disgusting. Like, mm-hmm. why would they do that? Like growing up. Right. And granted, I went to a Christian school. So like that also could be why. And then like sure. public school really didn't teach you any more in health. No. So public school. So <laughs> yeah. So it's like, I just think that there's so much more that like the sh- shame around our bodies as females, like showing it off or our periods or like sexual interests and things like that is just there's I think that she is bringing so much more than she even knows to the world and so much more that like needs to be said and needs to be like looked at and researched like her like what she does for a living is such an amazing thing yeah you know and I think that there needs to be way more people like that definitely definitely and I know that uh, kind of the stepping into your sexuality and then really bringing that sort of sexual nature to the forefront is something mm-hmm. I've thought about for a long time. I remember um, back last 2020 February when I was at the retreat, my last retreat that I was at with Allie, mm-hmm. Allie Wilkins. Um, I remember at that time telling the girls, like, I would love to be some type of like sex coach or something like that. Like mm-hmm. I've always been just a sexual person, I feel like, yeah. um, and drawn to like that type of thing. And like, I would love to be able to help especially other women, you know, kind of open and unlock that piece of themselves. Cause I feel like Mm -hmm. it is. And so many of us obviously live so much in our heads of feeling self-conscious and not confident enough and X, Mm -hmm. Y, and B because of the comparison and, you know, things like that in the world. Like I would love to help women in that way. And that's something I know I want to go and have a lot deeper trainings on in the future so that I can actually facilitate that type of space. And I love mm-hmm. that I kind of can look at her and be like, this, could, this is something I would like to do or something similar I would like to do and watch someone who's really doing that in the here and now in this moment. So to me, it's yeah. just really cool getting to talk to her and, and kind of have that, that experience of like, this is something I could see myself going more towards. Yeah. And there's definitely a ton that I hope other people take from this as well. Like the mirror work and things like that. Like even she was saying like, and we didn't ask about like her daily routines because I feel like she just like went into it. Yeah. She had to scatter throughout. Yeah. And so, but she was saying like, sometimes she'll like, while she's brushing her teeth in the morning, like she'll look herself in the eyes and like do her mirror work then and be like, I'm beautiful. And I'm this. And like, while she's doing something else. And I think that that was something, and I meant to say it when we were talking to her, but I think we just started on a different topic, but, um, like that's something also, cause we talk about routines so often and you think that it has to be like, okay, brush teeth, then meditate, then go work out. Then, you know what I mean? Like we have like like in a row but it's like I never even thought of like combining some of this stuff you know and like you can you know kill two birds with one stone and it doesn't have to be like I have this like mirror work on my list of things to do and I can only do it at this time and only do it here and now it's like you can accomplish so much just by like creating those routines and she said Mm -hmm. it when she was like making her tea in the morning she would like say affirmations and things like that yeah and I think that that's so amazing to think about because I think in this world where it's like like bullet points like we just feel like we have to like check boxes and yeah but it's like do what feels 
right to you and like when it feels right and things like that. So yeah, yeah, I think the mirror work is huge. And that's something I do a lot when I'm brushing my teeth or brushing my hair, especially Mm -hmm. with my crazy hair that I have, like with the curls, I have to brush it all out before I can wash it. And that brush out takes a little bit of time. Um, so, you know, a lot of times I'll do it in the bathroom and I'll, that's when I'll kind of have my mirror time or when I run to the bathroom in the middle of the day, sometimes that's when I'll do it. And I've, I've started doing it more and more. I'll be like, I'll just look at myself and say, you are gorgeous. You are amazing. Like, and I hype some days I'm like fucking dancing in there and I'm like, I need to get out of the bathroom. I've been in here for too long. <laughs> right. Well, and I've started taking, you know, a, a card out of, that's, a page out of your book card out of your we're really good yeah we're really good with um sayings like getting them wrong but um took a page out of your book because I've been you know looking at myself in the mirror and sometimes I won't be like happy with how clothes are fitting or something like that and I've really started to be like okay but you fed yourself today like you are nourished you worked out today like you've had so much water like you are hydrating yourself. So like maybe your stomach is a little bit bigger today, but like, look at your skin. It's like fully clear, you know, you're doing things that are benefiting your body and like really talking to myself. And I've started doing that like in the shower too. And like looking at my body. Cause I feel like we rush through showers mm-hmm. to just like get it done. Cause you don't really want to see yourself like fully naked sometimes, or you but it's like get to the next task <laughs> or that. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, I really have been like paying attention to that and like talking to myself differently and leaning into my body. And something that she said that I tried this morning was like putting my hands on my stomach and like sitting there and like talking to myself until I was like, okay with, you know, like maybe my stomach is softer today. Like maybe I could afford to lose some weight, but like, this is my body and this is like where I'm at right now. And I'm happy and I'm healthy and, you know, like really sitting in that. And I think that that's like, it's such a small thing, but it's so big, you know? Yeah. And I love that you already implemented that today. Like we just spoke yesterday. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's what I said. I love talking to all these new people because it's things that like, and like Holly, you've brought so much into my life and we talk every single day, basically, you know what I mean? Like, I think that there's just so much like human connection is so big and you can learn so much for people, like from people and like, maybe you try it and it doesn't work for you, right? but it like works really great for the person that you heard it from. Mm-hmm. But like, I think that like trying to implement these things and like bring them into your own life can only benefit you. Exactly. And like, it only teaches you what works for you and what doesn't. So definitely. definitely. Yeah. And so with that, we'll start to wrap up this podcast, but yes. um, where can people find us on Instagram? They can find us at get fitty with it pod, or they can email us at get fitty with it pod at gmail.com. And we will have Mel's Instagram below as well as her yeah. website. So if you want to check out her or her courses or her retreat, even um, yeah. in, in September, we'll have all of that linked below. So you guys can pop on over there and, and say hi to her. But this was such a special and magical interview and I'm so happy we got to have her on and I hope you guys enjoy this as much as we do. And we'd love to hear your takeaways of some things that maybe yes. you're going to bring into your daily practices, ceremony, rituals, etc. Yes. And with that, we will see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.